Hello and welcome to The Soul Garden. I'm Georgina Langdale and I'm delighted to have you here with me. It's a place where I love to explore the inner and the outer workings of living in a connected world. In this week's episode, I take a look at the connections between the huge and terrifying power of a tropical cyclone and how living through something like that is um, awful and profound but does in time when the time is ready offer insights for a deeper way of being and maybe even inviting us to find ways of increasing our own resilience in a changing world and living compassionately in a changing world. And I look at this also how life transitions, be they changing circumstance, menopause, death and dying, all of these things, how our own life transitions, our kind of internal ones, can present us with an opportunity for a deeper way of being, for being and living our true authentic self and also reflecting on the Buddhist idea of don't wait you know be here now what are the questions that we can benefit from answering for ourselves if we take the attitude of being in this moment now the idea of don't wait it's been a while Um, I've actually recorded a few podcast episodes and then didn't feel right about publishing them. This is all stemming from a big event that happened in the region where I live, Hawke's Bay in New Zealand. On the 13th of February 2023, we were hit by a massive cyclone, Cyclone Gabrielle. Now this is not a common occurrence for us at all. And Cyclone Gabrielle just smashed our landscape and brought with it six months of rain in one night or something, which then resulted in catastrophic flooding. And many, many people lost homes, livelihoods, livestock. And sadly, there were people that also lost their lives. And it's been a very difficult time. Um... And for many people here in this region, it still is a very difficult time, and my heart absolutely goes out to them. When we move through life, there are things, aren't there, that sometimes will be the the kick, the catalyst for us, I don't know, taking action. And I think for me... Cyclone Gabrielle was that and why that has happened is oh god for so many reasons one of them is that I really understood what collective trauma shared by a whole community feels like I also saw the extraordinary courage of people and kindness of strangers 
I felt the fear and vulnerability because of things like looting and stuff that started happening. And the anxiety of waiting to hear how many of the people listed as missing were missing. And fortunately, most of them have been found. For the people who have lost lives, I am truly, truly sorry. And my heart goes out very much to your families. I also understood that sense of the aftermath. You know, you see events like this on the news, but you don't you don't get a real sense of the aftermath and what happens. And, and what happens is this shock and fear and grief and loss and community spirit and collective fear. Or, I mean, you know, the whole, the whole thing. And to live through that has been, well, not pleasant, would rather have not done it, but incredibly insightful. I was talking to the author Thomas More, author of Care of the Soul. Wonderful, wonderful man. If you haven't read any of Thomas More's books, I really encourage you to read them. He used to be a monk many years ago. He's a psychotherapist. He's written many books, Care of the Soul being um, one of them. And we were talking and I said to him, I remember saying to him that I felt like the floodwaters had washed me out to sea, had swept me out to sea and washed me up onto a rocky island of compassion. That shore was painful. The rocks, they hurt. But somehow it's taken me to a deeper place. The cyclone also made me really, really angry. And that anger for me stems from, I think, from a lot of my past work. I launched my business Arceus a decade ago. And so with that, I've been making products and things from nature and offering courses, doing a lot of teaching about connecting to the healing power of nature. And before that, I had been working in international conservation for some time. I had worked for the Royal Botanic Gardens of Kew in the UK, in London. Wonderful establishment. It's one of the big five um, botanic gardens of the world. And then from there, I went and worked for the United Nations Environment Programme on a study called TEEB. Um, The acronym stands for the Economics of Ecosystems and Biodiversity. Now, in all of that work um, for both those organisations, the data that kind of flowed over my desk and my colleagues' desks, kind of like a tsunami of doom. This data just showed the perilous state we're in with the impacts that that we've made on the environment and on functioning and healthy ecosystems. You know, everything is connected And this is a concept that we knew incredibly well up until Descartes and then the kind of Age of Enlightenment and which led to the Industrial Revolution. We used to be very cognizant of the idea of being part of nature, being part of nature, spirit and cosmos. 
we were very cognizant of the idea of what we put out into the world we get back so you know better to treat it with respect and love than hate and greed and so when I was working for Q and the UN we could see from the the data and the modeling and things that we were approaching tipping points and so you know we've all heard it the climate change reports that come out the convention on biological diversity um, state of biodiversity reports that come out all of these things saying we need to change we need to, we need to change because our world is changing we've wreaked a lot of damage on it and we've we've just got to kind of wake up so I have to confess I felt angry the other thing that made me angry in a way and very philosophical is that the week before the cyclone I had been teaching a class about the extraordinary 12th century abbess mystic healer musician artist composer writer Hildegard of Bingen now, Hildegard of Bingen was an abbess in a Benedictine monastery in the 12th century in Germany, near the Rhine and on the Rhine. She's an extraordinary woman, and I do a lot of teaching about her. She's, she's amazing. But in the lesson I'd done the week before the cyclone, one of the things I said, I, I quoted a few things from her, and I quoted, this is what she wrote in the 1100s. She talked about that we would enter a period of forgetting and we would forget our connection to nature, spirit and cosmos and we would suffer because of that. And these are her words. She said, the cosmic elements, heat and flooding, hurricanes and earthquakes will punish us until we return to love and cosmic responsibility. Only then will humanity recover and become healthy. Pretty amazing to be talking about that the week before. Uh, The place I live in gets devastated by a cyclone, which is a hurricane, but in this part of the world it's called a cyclone. It was just extraordinary. I'm going to share a few more of Hildegard's quotes because I think they're really pertinent to the time we're in. Another thing she said was, When the elements suffer under various catastrophes, then the light of the sun darkens like a solar eclipse. And that is a sign that our hearts and heads have turned to error, that human beings are no longer walking the right path of nature, but instead fight one another in many conflicts. So the elements are suffering under various catastrophes. The light of the sun darkens like a solar eclipse. That is a sign and proof that our hearts and heads have turned to error. Then human beings are no longer walking the right path of nature, but instead fight one another in many conflicts. So what she's saying here is, you know, everything is completely connected within the elements suffering under these catastrophes of flood, fire, you know, a hurricane, etc. Uh, then this is showing we, we, our hearts and heads haven't been in the right place to let it kind of get to this stage. 
and we're no longer walking on the path of nature we start fighting each other it's a pretty tough lesson she also said many people suffered because they were occupied during their lifetime with financial and material wealth they burned in the smoky fire because they were so busy with themselves and many of them were turned to stone by greed many of them were turned to stone by greed now if we think about it our consumer society in the western world has got us pretty comfortable hasn't it we're on our sofa we've got our air conditioning going we're watching netflix why would we move and change it why do we want to have to start to do things differently doesn't that sound like being turned to stone by greed pretty amazing she hildegard i should say has a whole lot more of this sort of um these um, visions that she saw and I refer to them a lot in teaching that I offer and work that I talks I give and um, works I do with individual clients but she didn't turn to stone herself she looked at ways to rebalance things to get in right relationship with nature and spirit and cosmos again and she offered a whole range of ways of being starting off with what are what are the things we tell ourselves so back to when i was saying um, my anxiety i think i mentioned earlier very anxious in the aftermath of the cyclone and then i realized that as my own anxiety just rose and rose and rose as these waves of the collective trauma of the community started just you know washing over me I realized that my anxiety was just creating more anxiety so I thought let's think like Hildegard and so I started to reprogram what I was telling myself so when I started to feel anxious I would do things like say in this moment I am okay in this moment I am okay and where I was feeling helpless what do we do this is you know i i i started to change that too and say i am going to make the changes i want to see to help make a better world and i'm going to help other people in doing this too and gradually i kind of managed to self talk myself off the ledge of trauma the thing that finally um helped me on healing that was i went back down to the stream that runs through our town that is normally all gentle it had become a raging torrent and it had destroyed a whole lot of people's houses terrible and when i saw it the other day it was all peaceful and babbling and it was clear i could see the little pebbles at the bottom of the stream on the stream bed and i thought if that stream can go from raging torrent and find its way back to being this clear babbling brook then i can heal and get myself back to a point of strength and balance too and beyond that 
we as a society have the ability to get ourselves back into balance in right relationship as well. So all of this stuff has been going around in my head and yeah, it's just been a huge time. I really just, I wanted to share that. But also it made me think about life transitions. You know, I talk a lot in my work about life, life transitions. I mean, I'm a woman in my mid fifties. And so a lot of the, the people I'm connecting with are women in this midlife age group. And menopause is one heck of a transition. And there's been a lot of fear about it. I was talking with a doctor yesterday and a GP, and she's interested in things that I make to help women with um, some of the symptoms that that, um, they experience with menopause. And she was saying how much fear of menopause she sees, you know, just out there. And that part of the medicine that needs to be offered is how do we not just deal with the the symptoms but deal with the soul as well so when this cyclone came along i felt this is giving me the kick to really get out in the world and really help people navigate life in a changing world you know i think that we can look at our own life and transitions and changes we go through, whether it's something that's happening to us internally, like menopause, or whether it's external forces like a, heaven forbid, a cyclone. Within each of these things, that you can also find a power to, to unlock, to help us work on love, resilience, and compassion. I think that we've been made to feel that the menopause transition is an ending But I actually think it's an invitation to step into a deeper kind of power. I think that if we accept its call, midlife can be incredibly liberating. I think that if we can get ourselves to a place of healing from an external trauma, then we have a chance to build another depth to our own way of being. I think that a connection to nature can be wonderfully healing. And I want to say that especially in relation to the the trauma of the cyclone. I mean, people have become scared of nature lately. The the force of nature can be terrifying, is terrifying. But nature is looking for balance as well. Everything is trying to find its balance. And if we deepen our connection to nature, it can be good for our healing and we can help nature heal as well. Ancient wisdom, such as the wisdom of Hildegard or the uh, 15th century philosopher Marsilio Ficino, for example, Paracelsus. All of these people can help. Plato, Asclepius, on and on it goes. But that ancient wisdom can really help us navigate life and care for others in a changing world. And I absolutely believe that because when you read their writing, they could see the perils they foresaw. Hildegard foresaw, Paracelsus foresaw the perils 
of not being connected to nature, of not seeing that we're all in this together, of not working for balance in all we do and all we take and all we give. I feel like I'm kind of about to, I don't know, burst out into the world with this even more. I think that the cyclone has shown me that Buddhist saying, don't wait. What are the things that you can bring to the world? What's your magic? What's your calling? What's your gift? What can you do to help make the world a better place? What, what is the legacy you want to leave behind? These questions are questions that we can look at and, and work on answering right now. A cyclone comes along and life changes. I want to be more equipped and more resilient to cope with those changes as they occur. And by being more equipped myself, then I hope to be even better equipped to help others. So I've come to this point through this where I think that here at Arceus, everything I do from you know the products I create, uh, workshops and courses and things that I've been sharing over many years, they're a kind of alchemy of lived experience and earth-based traditions. I said to someone the other day, I feel like a bottom-up mystic because it was nature that um, first taught me about spirituality and energy and connection and oneness. And from there, early experiencing this very early on as a child, I got curious and then I found writings by the Hildegards of the world that were saying the same thing. I wasn't unique, but I had come to the same place on my own. And that was wonderful feeling that this is something that is deeply understood, but... Hildegard said that she foresaw a period of forgetting and I think we're in that period of forgetting now we've been in it for the last few hundred years so why not bring in an age of remembering somebody was asking me what how would you describe this work you do and oh god that's such a hard question and I describe the whole thing as earth medicine for the soul or maybe even earth medicine for the midlife soul. I believe the earth medicine to me is important because I think everything comes back to being part of nature, oneness. And nature is showing us that we ain't got that oneness right now. I want to be a good ancestor. I want to help create a connected and compassionate world. My work with the dying has taught me so much about living and I think that death and dying is absolutely part of what we need to look at to need to look at how to live. And nature teaches us much about that. Again, Hildegard said, I think something like, um, there's no such thing as death, it's just a circular transition into another form of life. And also... 
for me as a midlife woman, I think that menopause is its own kind of, has its own force and is also in a way life changing. I think there are many people who are scared of it, but I think it unlocks a much deeper power, a deeper sense of being. And I'm, I'm excited now by what um, midlife offers me as a transition. I feel like midlife transitions gives us the opportunity to be our authentic self. Life transitions, changes, give us the opportunity to be our authentic self. The opening line of Hamlet is, Who, who's there? Who's there? Who's there? Who are you? What are the things that are happening in your life and around your life that you're going to grab onto to be the energy, the impetus, the catalyst for you to really be your true authentic self and to equip yourself with, the, with ways of being able to show up with love, resilience and compassion. Get that journal out, start writing. This is a kind of meander, but it's about the way that life changes all of a sudden. And we're in a changing world. And increasingly, we are going to be at the mercy of that changing world. So how do we navigate all of that? I am opening a wait list for a... A program I'm going to do. It's a series of meditations, insights, talks, exercises that you can do that really draw on these ancient ideas. And I'm particularly looking at um, Hildegard of Bingen and Marsilio Ficino. I feel like they're the kind of yin and yang um, of soul and spirit. Interestingly, I think that Hildegard of Bingen the 12th century abbess had a force that was kind of very yang. She was a, an extraordinarily powerful woman. And then Marsilio Ficino, who lived in Florence in the Renaissance in the 1400s, he called himself a physician of the soul. And there's a, a gentle, beautiful, soulful melancholy to him. And so in the program I'm going to be offering, Earth Medicine for the Soul, might put a little midlife in there somewhere, I'm going to be working with you through the wisdom of these ancients and how you can work with, with their ideas for life in this changing world. So you can find my offerings at my website, which is arceus.nz, and that is A-R-C-H-E-U-S dot N-Z. And you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Arceus Natural Living, and on YouTube at Arceus Georgina, and, well, you're on my podcast, so, you know, you're here already. Well, maybe you're watching it on YouTube. And a little postscript, Arceus is a word made up by the 16th century alchemist and physician and philosopher Paracelsus, who said, to heal and to do alchemy, we must work with the Arceus, which is the vital force that flows through man, through us, 
nature and the universe. So on that note, I will leave you. I look forward to connecting with you again very soon. Thank you for listening to The Soul Garden with me, Georgina Langdale.